Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Yo, what's goody fam? Welcome back to the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Duwan Mutunga. This is a podcast about leveraging psychology so you can ultimately build a better life, a better business, and ultimately a better you. Um, I got my brother here with me. He's not a guest on the show, um, and he, he needs no introduction, but I will say... No, nah, I want my uh, introduction, bro. You want the introduction? Yeah, let me get my introduction. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everybody else get an introduction. I want to mention... <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my. You know what I'm saying? Let me get my brother his. I don't know. Nah, 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 but um, Mr. Shans is here. Um, my brother, really good friend. Um, somebody that I'm able to have a, a, a real, honest, genuine conversation with about anything. Um, yeah, don't come on here talking about my feelings, bro. I mean, we gonna get into some you know things. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Let me ask about my keep it business, okay? We're not talking about emotions no, we, we, and we, feelings. We, nah, and we can't do that. <laughs> but nah, we can't. <laughs> you said we can't do that. We can't do that. Nah, but we've been we've been building, growing together, and um, I think it's only right that you you be here in this capacity. You know yeah. So appreciate you being here, bro. Thanks for having me on the show, bro. Yeah. So what's happening in your world now? Uh, fatherhood. It's happening. Husbandhood. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. Um, being an entrepreneur, just making shifts. Like the world, the world is always changing and shifting, whether it's like business. It's not like you're good at business and you'll just always be good. So I think Jay-Z is Jay-Z because he's been able to be good over a long period of time when things have changed. So music is always changing. Environment is always changing. People, they weren't talking about selling crack forever. You know what I mean? Like, so there was an era where rappers, we talk about selling crack. That's what's going on. Gangster rap, we're going to shoot people in their face and we'll sell cocaine. <laughs> but uh, eventually the world didn't want to hear that anymore. And maybe I think Jay-Z had a hand in changing the direction of the music and if he did that's that goes to his genius of saying all right we've had enough about like cocaine and gangster rap now let's talk about being fly let's talk about being a player let's talk about this and that and through the generations jay-z has had real conversations with people through his music and then like we understand that we're growing in the financial literacy space so he drops an album about that you know what i mean so i think as an entrepreneur, we all have to figure out what's happening, what's shifting, and sometimes you have to create the shift. So, I'm um, just following, uh, just 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 following my heart and following the world and where it's going when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. So, what does that look like for you? Like, I mean, you mentioned Hove and how he's transitioned. Mm -hmm. Are you looking to make similar transitions, or you know, move in a similar way, or are you doing something that's just you know, you're taking inspiration and influence from different people and kind of doing what feels natural to you? And if so, then what exactly does that look like? I'm definitely doing what feels natural to me. Like, so for instance, we have uh, we have the podcast, Social Proof Podcast, and I interview people. When I started, there wasn't a lot of people interviewing people that weren't celebrities. 
Right. It wasn't a lot of it, right? It wasn't a lot of people finding successful people and saying, let's interview you, put you on a platform. You're a dope entrepreneur. Let me expose you to the world. Not saying I invented it, but it just wasn't a lot of right. people doing that. But then uh, as I'm doing it, EYL comes out and they take over the market of this financial literacy movement. So what happens is we do the interview, we take clips, put it on social media, and it's a bar or, you know, some good pieces of information in 60 to 90 second clips. Well, I personally am getting tired of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we take a good thing that they said and put it on social media. And um, I'm like, yo, it's just getting boring because everybody's doing it. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop because we still do the interview, cut up the clips, put them on social media. It just is what it is, right? But me personally, that's why I started the hot seat because I need to do something that nobody's doing. Everyone's highlighting entrepreneurs who, are won or, who have won already, but who's talking to the people who haven't yet? And who's talking to them in a, in a very, um, is it defensive or offensive manner? I'd be, I'd be offensive. Mm -hmm. In a very somewhat offensive manner. I'm intentionally talking to them how I talk to the people who ask me questions in real life. Mm. You sound crazy. <laughs> the way you're approaching this business is nuts. Or, bro, you're not working. You expect to have a result because you're, you're talented, but you're not doing the work. Like, that's not fair to the rest of the world to have a quality seed and put it in the ground and not nurture it because it's a quality seed. You still got so these are the conversations that I'm having with people, and this is me creating a a another industry. And I know, just mark my words, there will be a major competitor to what I'm doing right now. It's too good of a concept. You know what I mean? So someone's gonna take it. But uh, I just always prided myself in finding what feels natural to me. And when I get tired of something, it doesn't mean I quit. It just means I add another trick shot. Mm, I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so now you're just building on a foundation that you laid. Correct. Right? Correct. What? I think people get messed up because they want to shift and they stop doing the thing. And you just become this shifter that's always doing different stuff. You know what I mean? Jay-Z didn't. He didn't just stop making music altogether, then say, I'm just going to be an executive producer role. He's still making music, but he's changing the context of the music. He's changing the content. He's changing the way he approaches it. Like, we're in a more woke world, right? Yes? More than 15 years ago. Yeah, we're having, we're having conversations that we were definitely not having prior to. For sure. The style was... Let me let me get a fade, have a low fade, you know what I mean? Be fly. But Jay-Z is like, yo, I'm about to grow my hair. I'll stay home and grow out my hair. How many people thought it was weird? It looked crazy. It was cooking them at first. Yeah. But them. now, now they understand like what he was. I don't know if they understand what he's doing, but look at the world. We're all on some like, yo, let's be natural. I think me being able to express myself through um, how I appear, whether it's my hair, my dress, or whatever, that's okay because Jay Z did it. But you got to take the shots first. Somebody got to take it first. Do you remember the moment when you felt like I got to do something different? Like, was it a feeling? Was it more strategy? Like, do you remember that moment? Uh, no, I don't remember the moment, and I don't think. It's as strategic as people think. <laughs> Just doing something. It's a feeling. Like you said, yeah, I'm going with what feels good. I got tired of it. I'm like, bro, everybody's doing it. And now, now I got to compete with everybody else that's doing the same thing that I'm doing. And if somebody's doing the same thing that I'm doing, and they've been doing it for a shorter period of time, I now look crazy if they grow faster than me. Because I'm supposed to be the OG. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. So... I, I don't I, I don't like the feeling of being in the number of everybody that's doing the same thing. And maybe this is some childhood trauma or something like I've never been number one at anything in terms of like a basketball team. I've never gotten employed a month. We just randomly got yarded a month, though, in our neighborhood. 
It's a little sign that says yard of the month, but I can't take credit for that because Dre do that. That's that's fair. But I've never been I've never <clears throat> been the best at doing something or got the best results. I've always, I've always been good. Like I've been a good basketball player, but I've never been the the best on the team. Mm. You know what I mean? Not really. So when things get too crowded and I know I'm not going to be the best, I have to create something because nobody else is doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? I have to create it. <clears throat> Do you feel a sense of competitiveness or does it make you Trends like I, I'm a I'm a go over here and do my own thing. I don't do, know. Do, do you feel competitive energy or do, is it just like uh, okay, it's time for me to go. I'm out. Uh, nothing, uh, no more than any other human being would feel. Like I I want to do better than someone is doing the same thing that I'm doing, of course. But it's not like a driving thing. Like yo, I really gotta go because I. It, it's not like that for me. I would rather be unique. I'd rather be the most unique than the most successful. Mm. And again, I'm saying mm. that could be some from some, it could be me having recognized that I'm always in a scenario where I'm not the best and I just remove myself from that situation. Do you feel like that started in the crib, like with you and Doug or? Um, no, no, I, I've never, really, I never competed with my brother. Or sometimes you don't realize some sometimes sometimes what you do with one child affects the other child. Explain that. Right? So Sama Sarai, right? Mm -hmm. You might be picking up Sarai and carrying her around. You doing that now changes how the world looks to Psalm. Yeah, for sure. I'm very conscious of that though at, at home. Right? Like it. Yeah. So that's why I was, because a lot of that stuff starts out at home, mm -hmm. like in those environments, and then they start to play themselves out. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 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 mindful of that. You know, I even with uh, with my kids, like my daughter had a little runway of being the only child, mm -hmm. and then my son came, and it was like, yeah, what's happening with me? And so you mm -hmm. you kind of have to make those adjustments. But <clears throat> what do you uh what do you think that the the need to to like when do you recall that being the first time you felt like the need to stand out or feeling like uh, I'm I don't measure up to like maybe what somebody else is doing I don't like the way that feels um I don't know if I ever like consciously thought about it like wow I I'm never going to measure up so let me do something else I don't think I've ever consciously thought about it. But it's almost me looking back at all these different scenarios in my life where, mm. um, where I, I, when I'm doing something for too long and it gets crowded, I just have this desire to go over here. I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is like hindsight stuff, looking at my No, patterns. that makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes you got to live a little bit of life to look back and be like, uh, yeah. And because you're removed from it, you can look at it more objectively. For sure. For sure, yeah. That's that's interesting, and I I, I could sort of identify with like I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Yes, I don't want to. Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know. I'm gonna let you get back to the episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery Course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type, what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. I just, I'm not interested. It makes me not want to do something yeah. when I see somebody do something. Yo, let me tell you one, one time I remember uh, the feeling of special. So my mom and dad split. I lived my whole life in Jersey. My dad moved to Philly. My mom moved to Atlanta. And this is 2001. In 2001, for those that don't know, they had a thing called an accent, meaning 
you sound different than everybody else. <laughs> so I come down to Atlanta and I have what's called an accent. They say, oh, you got an accent. People don't use it, even use that word anymore. You know what I mean? Because everybody's from somewhere else here. But I was special. So I had this New Jersey accent. So I stood out and I was special. You know what I mean? And it felt really, really good about I felt really good about that. And I was thinking about it. Maybe last year I was thinking about it. I was like, dang. Atlanta's not as special to me as it used to be because I can't use the New Jersey thing. I'm from Jersey as a as a talking point anymore. I can't that I'm I'm no longer different because everybody's so from somewhere else. So ingrained in the culture down here that it's like a hundred percent. But no one's from here. That, that's the crazy part. I was looking at uh, you had made a post about it. who's your favorite uh, Atlanta based entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? And and uh, somebody had mentioned Neo. Like I know he's from Philly, but yeah. he Atlanta now. For you know sure. Like you've been here for so long yeah. that you just you, you part of the staple of the culture. Mm -hmm. Shout out to yep. Neo. Yeah, so um, but the, okay, so that was the first time you felt like oh, I got some. Uh, yeah, that was probably the first time I felt comfortable being different. Really? My whole, my, it was, I felt so comfortable being at home in New Jersey, growing up in New Jersey, because I knew who I was and I'm just in the environment. Everybody sells weed, so I too am going to sell weed. Oh, we all rap and that's what we do? I'm a rap too. It's all good. But when I, when I came down to Atlanta, I just felt so much different than everybody. Now there was other people from New York or whatever, but, and then we began to click up because we are different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it really, really felt good to be able to, uh, to be different, have something that everybody else doesn't have. And was that just like out in the world? Because just think, I'm, just, just my experience and just hearing you share, like, I heard you talk about the way that like your mom supported you and stuff like mm -hmm. that and how she like was so involved and mothered you and like I've yeah. observed it. Mm -hmm. So did you also feel like that in the house with your mother or was it just like something like? Nah, yeah, I knew. I felt it at home, but in the world I felt a little like off and then it clicked when I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, no, nah, I always felt. I did feel... I felt like I was my mom's favorite child, though. You know, if I and Doug, he'll tell you too. He's like, yo, y'all know. I liked him. Like my brother, my brother is the favorite. He knows he's the favorite. Yeah. He has stated and like said it in front of you. Y'all know what's come on, y'all know what's up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never really got in trouble. I didn't do none of the stuff my brother was doing. Like my brother's always fighting or like getting caught smoking weed or something like that. Bro, I ain't do nothing but play basketball. I was just regular. You sound just like. Like yeah, this. I'm lit. Right? <laughs> Doug want to go out and be with his friends and all that. I'm like, Mom, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going with you. You going to the store? I'm going with you. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah. So you always felt special in the crib. But yeah, yeah, 100%. So how did... Then, but how does that translate to now, like how you navigate and find your way and find your space, right? Because you, you mentioned, you know, there's things happening in business where you're like venturing out, exploring... Mm experimenting with, with what's next. Yeah. Um, but also, you, you mentioned being home, kids, husband, yeah. like, it's, that's a balancing act. Yeah. And you still gotta be David Shane's, right? For sure. So, what's this, that looking? I mean, that really does make me feel special. Like, even there are some people who have, like, bigger businesses and, you know, they have way more popularity. Um, but I feel secure knowing that I have something that most of them don't have and that's a whole family and i'm not driven by the success or the money you know what i mean i really feel like that is a superpower of mine where i'm not so focused on how much money i can make and how much impact i can make in the world and being the number one it's a blessing to have a business that works for me but also having a bunch of kids that love me unconditionally and having a supportive wife who also loves me unconditionally that's holding down the household bro i gotta I, I i'm also in like my my personal faith that i feel good that i am a diligent in that area of my life too so i have 
Things are good for me, man. That's why I'm not so driven. I used to be saying, yo, I want to be a billionaire, but I don't, I don't desire that anymore. I want to live a good life where I have all of my box checked, family, faith, business, and it all works out. They all don't have to be like top tier, but I, I got a good blend, man. I got a good blend. So that's why nobody can stun on me like, yo, I make more money than you. I'm like, bro, but what happens when you go home? You can't beat me there. <laughs> I, I would, I would, man. I, I miss the experience of putting the key in the door and hearing the little feet. Oh, bro, that is the best Daddy! feeling in the world. <laughs> when you put the key in the door, you you could like you can hear the little feet running, yeah. and they're just waiting at the door. It doesn't matter what you went through that day, how terrible, what goofy stuff happened. Mm-hmm. This little person does not care about none of that, bro. And you are like. The Superman in a world, like yeah. that's the best feeling, yeah, ever. Yeah, no matter no matter what happened in their world, they could be having a rough day. What's going on? But when you get home, everything's better because Daddy's here. Yes. It's incredible, man. It is. So yeah, I, I think a well balanced life needs to be something to strive for. And I'm not saying balance like you will be balanced because everything's going to be off balance yeah, in some way. In this, I don't believe in balance. But I think you should be touching every area of your life. If I could just get my health together, like I can, I get some abs or something, bro, I'd be. So it sounds guy. like you. It sounds like you hit the lottery, hundred percent. You're you're doing a really great job. Um, but what's what's not working for you right now? What do you feel like is a stretch area, pause, a grow area for you? <laughs> like, like like what's not working? What box isn't checked? Um, I think it's easy for people to look at. Look at you or other people that they admire or inspire by and feel like, man, like, I can't do what they're doing. Or they don't think that you have real, like, you're a human and you got real life problems. They're like, you know, you got a couple, you know, you got money or you got a business or whatever. Like, what you complaining about? Let me count the ways, brother. Uh, (laughs) uh, One, my view of myself. I should probably have more confidence, um, but I'm not as confident as people think I am. So when it's time to be confident, I can be, and I can share it and show it, but deep down inside, um, like, I, like I said earlier, I've never been number one in any, at anything, so I've kind of settled in that, and I'm okay with that. Mm. But I, I should know that like I am number one at something you know what I mean so every day I wake up um I know something is going to happen that I'm probably probably not prepared for and it scares me it doesn't scare me where I'm I'm, I'm anxious and worrying about it all day but uh, I know something is going to happen and I always question am I ready for this mm. I I live in a state of anxiety because i know things can happen if i have a tough conversation with somebody like if it's like with my team or my staff or something like that my mind automatically goes to okay what am i going to do because this may not end well anxiety it's right you have a lot to manage there's some things that i really want to accomplish in my business but it's going to take me going in for three months of like really going hard but what does that mean for my family if I have to go out of town for a couple of days in the last, last two months, I've been traveling a lot more than normal. It's like, yo, when I come home, will Sarai be as excited or will Song be as excited? When I leave, both of them are crying, right? Dre, I mean, Sarai is like, daddy, don't leave. Can I come with you? I'm like, nah, I can't. But I'm dreading the day that I'm leaving. And she says, bye, daddy. I'm like, whoa, where'd the need go? Mm. Where'd it go? Hold on. What do you mean, bye? No, what happened to the daddy? Don't go. No, I want to go with you, daddy. The day that happens. And I'm, I, I think about this often. So inside me, there's always, there's always internal battles. So being a, I for sure need to be a better husband. And it's not that I do anything like I don't disrespect her or, you know, cuss her out or nothing like that. But 
Um, I should probably be more trusting. There's certain emotional. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The levels <clears throat> that I can't reach with like my daughter should be going through some stuff and I don't know how to fix it or you connect. Well, you choose not to. I don't think I have the tools. Mm. It's not that I'm not trying. I'll sit there and have a conversation. It's just the tools don't come to what to say because it's hard for me to get her to open up about what's happening. And I'm trying to explain logically if she does tell me what's wrong, how to get over it. And I'm so positive and I know that you're not going to deal with this stuff forever. I know the friends that are are disappointing you right now, you're not even going to know them in high school. You're in middle school. They're going to go somewhere else. You're not even going to know them. The people you're so stressed over, you're not going to know them. I know that. But that's not what she wants to hear in that moment. Because it's a big deal to her. I don't know how to make it a big deal. I don't know how to, like, my. I can't get my heart to break. Like, hers is breaking. To find a common level, a common ground. Because nothing hurt me the way it's hurt her. So you struggle to empathize. I don't know if I struggle to empathize. Because I feel something, but I don't have the tools to fix it. Well, maybe you don't have the tools to to fix it, right? That comes with experience Mm -hmm. and just building rapport. But... You feel something. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with what you feel? It comes off logical. Do you allow? Do you give yourself permission to feel? So, okay, I think either we've had this conversation before. I think I've had this conversation with mad people, but I don't know if it's so. Permission says a permission slip. You sign it, saying, "Okay, the kid can go on the trip." I'm gonna, I have the power to sign that and say, go ahead. But it's not the same thing with giving myself permission. Like, yo, it's cool. You can feel something right now if you don't feel something. It's not like I'm holding it back. Right, like, right, right. try, get, try so, to cry, and I'm holding back the tears. No, I, I'm not going to cry. I don't have the feeling to cry. I, I completely under. We've yeah. had this conversation yeah. before, so I, I, I can identify with that. Because there, there have been times where there's somebody that I love sitting across from me crying, and I am, like, trying to problem solve. I'm I'm not in yeah. the, I'm like, well, really, if you just do this. And, like, I remember my sister telling me, like, we don't bring, like, feeling stuff to you. Like, the family mm-hmm. doesn't bring it to you because we know you problem solve. 
And sometimes mm-hmm. we need to just comfort and and I'm like, well, just well, what are we doing about the the problem? Like, yeah. what's like what's happening? And but it made me dig deep into where that came from, or like, because we we're all human, we feel stuff, but yeah. for some of us, we have access to it, or we just leverage it in different ways. Yeah. So, do you do you have you always been like that? For the most part. Can you think about why you're like that or like where that comes from? If you had to pinpoint where that comes from? Uh, I talked to a guy, I guess he was like, he was a pastor slash counselor. This had to be 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And he was saying that, he said, I've been doing counseling for a long time. And he said, you are the most emotional, emotionally guarded. Or he said, uh, pretty much out of all the people I've ever consulted, you are the most numb. Mm. And I understood what he was saying because nothing hurts me. So really? what do you, I mean, not really. So, and I, I say that to say, at, through conversation, he said, yo, I get it. He said, just through what you're telling me, he said, it seems like everybody in your house walked around in a bubble. So when I get together with you, you get together with me, we have conversation, but there's this bubble where you're not, you won't be in my bubble, I won't be in yours, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it like, yo, maybe you're right. Because I can't remember a whole lot of conversations about how I feel when I was growing up. Even even uh, getting disciplined, it was very logical. My dad, I would go upstairs, and he'd say, Yo, go upstairs, you know what it is. I'm like, all right, bet. So I wait, 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 wait for him to come. He's coming, belt in hand, and he'd say, this is why this is happening. It was never just an emotional thing. It was like, okay, let's sit down. Let me explain to you why I'm about to discipline you. And then we can get on with it. So, and my mom did the same thing. We'd have a conversation. And no matter how good the conversation went, the discipline still came. <laughs> and after that, the end with, I love you. And then they leave. So even the process of the discipline was very logical. To me, it made sense. Okay, you want to explain it to me? And then the 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 pain of the disciplining of the whooping, it now made sense to me. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's why this is happening. And then maybe I won't do it again. So I like that parenting style because I, I never thought that my parents were beating me because they didn't like me. They just didn't like what I did. And I get it. I understand it. But that was the... Everything was very logical in my household. It wasn't very emotional. Mm. No one asked me about my feelings, I don't think. Is that the way that you want to parent your, your children? I don't know, because I don't see a whole lot wrong with it. Other than what other people would say was wrong, is wrong with it. No, I'm just, I'm just asking you if you said you yeah. like the parenting No, that's what I'm saying. Like it, The right answer is, no, my, parent, my kids to feel and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I mean. it's protected me. Throughout my life, <laughs> is do you in hindsight do you feel like there was emotional vulnerability, um, like modeled for you at home? Nah. So do you feel like that might be why you're unable to? Maybe. It's not a natural thing for you. Correct. Correct. Right? It's, it's it is li- it sounds like it's a foreign language altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah. So when he told me that, I was like, "Oh, well, maybe that's what I can relate who I am back to." Because as a child, we just never had those conversations. So maybe that's the reason. I don't know if it's good or bad, though. People in the comments will say, "Oh, it's a terrible way to be," da da da, because they grew up differently. Yeah. But if you ever had your heart truly broken, you may have had that conversation with yourself like yo i wish i didn't feel this pain i wish Mm -hmm. i didn't i wish i could be just brush it off my shoulder and go and that's me 
How would you desire to be in those moments? How do you reconcile that when in instances when you actually do feel a wave of emotion, right? So I think the maybe the only time I've ever seen you emotional was when your mother passed. Mm-hmm. How do you, because what you are going to naturally feel goes against who you are or who you know yourself to be as a person in an instance like that, I would imagine, right? You, The way you've expressed yourself is like more stoic, mm-hmm. more logical, cerebral, and then the person that you're closest with, you know, like that's a, that has to be the most emotional event of your life. Mm-hmm. How how did how does that work itself? Actually, I was probably more emotional with my father because um, this is my first time experiencing that hurt. My cousin passed, and it hurt. My dad passed. And it hurt. So those two scenarios really hurt. And I didn't talk to my dad every day. But even in the moment where it hurts, it, it, do, it doesn't last. The hurt doesn't last long. You know what I mean? So even with my mom, the reason, I mean, it, it was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. Um, but when it happened, it was like a, there was like a slow decline. Mm-hmm. So it was uh it was tough. However, when she passed, it was around the time where my firstborn daughter was super young. So I'm still getting used to this excitement of being a dad. Like I got this little person. So my mind moved to my mom was taken from me, but God also saw fit to give me something. Gave me a gift before I lost my mm. most prized possession. So I'm now able to lean more into my family. And my mind says, I can be really upset and frustrated, or I can lean into the ones that God allowed me to keep. Which is a very logical way of seeing, looking at this situation. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm losing one, but I've got one. So I need to um, really lean into and love who I have because the one that I loved my entire life is gone now. Still a very logical way of, logical way of looking at it, which right or wrong, I don't know. I can identify with it because I'm, yeah. I'm more on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. I think I'm more emotionally vulnerable, but I can still very much identify with yeah. the, the cerebral nature. So have you allowed, have you given, do you feel like you've given yourself the space and time to, to grieve? You've allowed yourself. That's what to. I'm saying, Dewan. It's not. It's not a permission. It's not like a. Let me give you the. I give myself. No, 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 this. not like that. But I like you. What I heard yeah. you say was, well, I just turned my focus into leaning into yeah. my family, right? So that was a. That was a you know a choice. I'm not saying you don't mm-hmm. have moments or I, I don't know what that is, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm genuinely asking. Yeah, I don't know. What does it look like? Does it is it look like? <laughs> all right, you go to the beach for two days and you don't think about work and you only think about what you lost? Is that giving yourself time? Sounds weird to me. I don't know. I guess, I guess the question is coming from the place of if I don't know how to do something, you might have a desire to be, like I want to connect with people emotionally. I just don't know how to. Mm-hmm. And there are events happening I don't know how to do this, so let me yeah. just do what I'm, I normally do. But it it can stack on top of what yes. has already been built there. So that's where I'm coming from. I got you. Um, I can connect with people emotionally. Like I I do I do feel I have strong feelings of feel like if something's going wrong and we're having a conversation, I can tell it. Yeah, I, I know that I can you. feel, I could feel it. Yeah, like right, I, I can feel yeah. something's off, right? Or someone's going through a tough time. I, it, it, I can feel that. In terms of me doing something about it, I'm not a hundred percent sure 
what and, and I think I'm smart enough to know that when someone's crying, let them cry. I'm smart enough to know like there needs to be a moment. If I see something like welling up, I don't jump in and start fixing it. I've I have enough sense to know I'm gonna let you deal with it. I've had to learn that. And I can be <laughs> yeah, and I can be I can navigate through it. It's not like I'm shying away from it. I can I can navigate through it. But again, it's me logically with the steps. Okay, now I gotta wait until it feels like it's time to interject. So again, I, I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's just it's who I am and I've never thought to okay, I never thought that something's wrong with this. Cause what would be wrong with the way I operate? I don't want to hurt the way people hurt. What's right? What do you feel like? Well, what's right about it? I don't know if there's a right or wrong. It's just who I am. It's one of the, I, I, and I would throw it out there, blanket statement. Yes, this is a flaw. This is something I need work on. But what do I do? Like, Have, are are you in therapy? You go to you try no. therapy. Mm-mm. Is that something that you? Do you feel a desire to go to therapy or that, or a need to go to therapy? Not really. Why you say that? I just never felt the need. It's never said, yo, you know what? Something's so broken for me. Like, I need to go to therapy. And I know that it's not about something being broken. That's why you need therapy. But I just never, like, I want to learn Spanish, but I never, like, desired to get Rosetta Stone to say, yo. Well, I desire, but I never did it. I never said, you know what? I need to learn Spanish. I'm about to buy this course. I'm going to sit down for two weeks. And I'm a, I've never, I want to. And I think it would help. But, eh. Desire, no, to get therapy, no. If you knew that it would help you connect with the people that you love the most, to be able to show up for them and support them. I mean, well, one, be able to show up for yourself in a certain mm-hmm. type of way, but also be able to show up for the people that you love the most. Yeah, would I that guess be so. motivation enough? Yeah, that'd be motivation. That'd be motivation. Because you, you shared that, like, I need the tools. Well, when you go to therapy, you get tools. Well, I said I don't have the tools. Yeah, when you go to therapy, you get tools and you learn how to use them. Right. But I didn't say I need them. I probably do, but I'm saying it's not my first thought. It's not like when I'm in this moment, I'm thinking, yo, I really, really got to like get better at this. I've never thought of it. This conversation helps me think of it more, but my language is I don't have the tools to do that. So I'm logical enough to say, we're having this conversation with Corey. I'm going to do what I can to empathize, but I'm logical to know. Let me go get her mom. I'm going to tell her mom. Her mom will go in there and do what girls do with themselves. There are certain things that she needs you for, though. 100%. Like, I'm. And how do, how do we know that she doesn't need me to be the more logical person? That's part of parent. There's no manual to this thing. Right. Right. So that's. Right. Yeah. But I, I remember telling my mother, like, Mom, you know. Like a, I'm having a girl, whatever. She's like, good, cause you're a jerk. You need to, you need a girl. Yeah. She'll soften you. And I was like, first of all, how about congratulations? Like I found, <laughs> how about congratulations? Right. And I'm like, I'm a jerk. Whatever. I just, I'm, I'm direct. I'm yeah. not rude. I'm not like a bad. I don't look for problems with people. I'm, I'm, you know, I stay out the way most of the time. And I re- remember, like, holding her for the first time. I remember, like, feeling like, okay, well, I am the more logical person. Mm-hmm. I'm more grounded. I'm sturdy. Until she got to a certain age and felt like, oh, daddy, you just don't understand. And, like, now she don't want to talk to me. Mm. And now I feel helpless because... She's I she's realizing there's a void in me where we we connect on everything, but now there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And that that thing that you spoke about earlier, where like I leave the house and she's not. Where now there's things going on and she don't want to talk to me because mm-hmm. she feels like I'm not emotionally available for her or I can't help her. Where I'm usually a safe space, I'm usually the first thing she runs to, except that. And now you got to sit with that and be yeah. like, look in the mirror, like, okay, I need, like, how? And so I think that's one of the beautiful things that daughters, you know, create space for with fathers is like, 
they force you to tap into emotions and you know thoughts and feelings that you would have never tapped into for yourself. Mm. And if I'm being honest, maybe sometimes not even for your wife, but something about your daughter, like there's a look, there's a there's a cadence, there's a chord in her voice that's going to hit you, and it's like, ah. you'd be thinking about it and thinking about yeah. it, and you're like, you know, if, you know, and so. Uh, I just it, it took for me to to go through some of that stuff before I, I really took therapy and those things mm. serious or like started to open myself up so that I can connect with her. Yeah, for sure. So that she could feel emotionally safe, physically, and all of the other stuff she felt safe. But yeah, I didn't want that to be a impediment. So I just you know just offering. That's good, man. This felt like therapy. Give it a try. You never know. I give it a shot. No, you know what I mean. Like it's it's uh, you could treat it like a little sampler. You know what I'm saying? Like see, <laughs> absolutely. Little 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 Tinder vibe. Like, yeah. Let me see. They got they got apps and all that. I'll check it out. So I'll wh- check it out. So what do you what do you feel like is um, what do you feel like is next for you for David Shans? Uh, continuing to grow, man. Just being a better better human. Uh, we made a list in the morning meetup of all the areas that we need to improve on and grow in. And I, I had to make a list of five of, you know, five areas that you need to grow. And then I said, out of the five, what are the two most important? And they kind of went through those two. Then I asked them to pick one that would be most important than the other. And I just spent the next two months working on that one. So, it could be emotional, it could be business, it could be organization, it could be patience, it could be uh, emotional control, anger management, whatever. What's your one? Um, in t- being intentional in learning. So I get, there's one thing that's, uh, I need to fix. If I get an email that's too long, I just won't read it. <laughs> if I get a text message that's too long, I won't read it. Or somebody sends a voice note. It's two minutes and 35 seconds. Over a minute and 20 seconds. I'm like, bro, I can't. Because what if somebody calls? They're going to start it all over again. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm working on being intentional, being able to stop all that I'm doing to focus for longer than a minute. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. Deep focus. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, man. I like that. Yeah. So before we go... The question I'm I'm asking everybody now. If you could leave one mindset, one perspective, one thought with the audience that will help forward them and them becoming the absolute best version of themselves, what would that be? Know, know yourself. Know yourself. Make yourself a study. Because uh, there are some things that we know about ourselves that no one knows, right? But there are also things that everybody knows about us that we have no idea about. So the knowing of ourselves isn't just what we know about ourselves. I think it's important to find out what other people think about us. And not that what other people think about you is important, but if a bunch of people call you selfish, it's an area you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. If a bunch of people say, yo, you're rude, your mom says, you're a jerk, it's our job to find out how many other people feel that way. And if that's not something we desire to be, right, so that mom, your mom giving you that advice could have been game changer for you because now you get to look at yourself and say, yo, there's some things that I do. I'm a jerk. And do I want to be that? My cousin told me one time, I was young, we did this deal together, and he said, he looked me in my eyes, and he said, you're very selfish. But the way he said it was like really in love. It wasn't, it didn't feel like he was attacking me. He was informing me that something other people know about me that I had no idea that I, that I didn't know about myself. So I do take feedback seriously. I don't get defensive. It's just most people when you get start talking about feedback, the defense goes up. And not mm-hmm. saying that my defense doesn't go up at all, but uh, it's been something that I've been practicing for a while. So uh, get to know who you are because you have no idea who you are right now. I like that. Yep. I like that. 
I appreciate that. My brother, thank you. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. Hey, listen, man. Gotta, you good. know, you gotta, gotta bring it back. <laughs> gotta run that back. Circle Absolutely. the block. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, subscribe. Hey, if you're watching this right now, hit that little subscribe button, the social proof on YouTube, social proof podcast, search social proof podcast on every podcast device, uh, Apple, Spotify, make sure you subscribe to social proof podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me personally at sleep is for suckers with the number four and the morning meetup. It's mad stuff. Master, the morningmeetup.com. You will get to talk to me every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We would love to see you in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm Dewan Mutungo on everything. Y'all know me, uh, and I'll see y'all on the next pod. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.